Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Change With Him, a real raw redeemed podcast. I am Sarah. I'm so excited to be here, drop in with you. Um, Every time I feel called to share and to record an episode, if you will, I, I just feel it. It's just this message. It's a dropping in. It's a receiving. And oftentimes, I've said this before, it's just a phrase it's just a, hmm, it's let's explore this. And it's a let's explore this together. And it's so cool. It's so fun. Uh, last night, my husband and I went to a small group and we were talking about the sermon on Sunday. And it was amazing. And so many incredible, wonderful things came as a result of the connection from that. Just internal, personal connection, you know, close personal connection with the others that were there as we connect and share what we're going through, what we're being called to, what we're being led to, and all the ins and downs and ups and arounds from that, with that, for that, that come to that, that are connected with that. And it's amazing. If you haven't yet gotten yourself into a space or a state where you're with other believers and you're you're connecting, communicating, sharing, speaking life into each other, sharing about the word of God, and just really broadening and expanding your understanding, your definition, and hearing from others the stories and testimonies and ways that God has been working in certain ways in their lives and your lives. Because I know that when we hear about the ways that God is working in other people's lives, there's a part of us that feels like, well, maybe I'm in this state at this space or this phase, and I haven't experienced that breakthrough, that redemptive power yet. But there's this energy of possibility. If he did it for them, he'll do it for me too. Because a lot of times we can get connected with the wrong lives and the wrong me too movement or story. And we get sucked into our pain story and we connect with other people who were stuck in their own pain story. And then we get the wrong me too movement. We're like, Oh, that bad thing happened to you. Me too. And a lot of times there is healing and revelation and breakthrough around that because we feel like we're not alone. But once you feel like you're not alone, you're not alone. So it's like, don't feel continue to live and be in the way that you are alone. Get rid of that belief, recognize and realize that that is a belief that is from the spiritual like enemy that is waging war against you, that it's out against you. It really is a spiritual battle and spiritual warfare. So realize that, recognize that, and then lean into God and what he says about that. Um, He says, right, the battle belongs to him. And there's even word songs and scriptures that we sing that say the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I just, I just state that I declare that I decree that when it feels like an internal personal battle, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not personal. And, uh, it, I just I remind God, Hey, this is not mine. Here you go. You can have this back. This is yours. <laughs> you take care of it. It belongs to you. This is not mine. And then I feel free from it because he's like, thank you. That was never yours to carry in the first place. Right. I've called you to carry my yoke, my burden, which is easy and light. I'm like, oh, that's right. And so we step back into what's right. We step back into the truth. And in the stories that were shared last night, it was just about what others are going through, what we're personally going through, what others are going through, because we are all going through things. We are all human. We're spiritual beings in a physical body on the earth, right? Humans that possess the earth because God said it wasn't good without us. God says it wasn't good enough without the humans. And so he created Adam and Eve and then 
then the creation of sin, right? The falling and the stuffing into a broken planet. And we didn't know that when we were born. We didn't know we were stepping into a broken world, but here we are, right? Experiencing this spiritual battle, uh, internal warfare, eternal warfare, but we know it's it's not the end. It's not done. We know Jesus is coming again. And when he does, it's going to be perfect, beautiful, wonderful, amazing. So it's going to be a glorious day uh, because it's the day that the Lord has made. But every day gets to be a glorious day that the Lord has made. So in our sharing and our connecting, there were so many golden nuggets. And I love it because it's like little Holy Spirit bombs that are dropped that are just like, like blowing up all over the place. (laughs) I'm like, yes, right? Because it's burning the bridges. It's burning the chains. It's burning things down that don't need to remain. It's, It's getting rid of those things that cause us to feel stuck, stopped, and blocked. And that is what the Holy Spirit does. Thank God for him. Thank God that Jesus loves and left us with him. What an incredible gift, a life-giving gift. And we were talking about the power, the frequency, the energy of the Holy Spirit. We were talking about what to call God. Like if we leave out the Holy Spirit, uh, then what, right? But really it's almost like we can't do that. Like when my mom calls me Sarah, when my brother calls me sister, when my daughter calls me mother, when my husband calls me wifey or babe or like whatever it is, like I respond to all the things. And I believe that that is the way it is with God, right? Whether we're saying Abba Father, whether we're saying Holy Spirit, whether we're saying Dear Lord, uh, whatever it is, whether we're saying Jesus, talking about praying in different ways for different things. But ultimately what it comes down to is that we're praying for different things in different ways based upon our ways based upon what we're going through, what we're going to do and our plan. And what came to mind was the man with the plan, right? Ultimately the ultimate plan, the divine plan and what we need to do with our plan. I think a lot of us worry about our plan. I think a lot of us worry about messing up God's plan for us, especially those of us who accepted and are living with the Holy Spirit within us that that do believe and put first things first. We put Jesus first above all things. He's the king of kings. And we're like, okay, I get the thing, but I'm also doing this human thing. So what is it that God wants me to do? And I think that's an incredible and powerful question to drop into. But when we feel like we haven't received an answer, we can receive frustration in the place of not yet having the answer. And we want the answer from God. And we got into a conversation about getting back and forth with that. And we're like, God, what is it you want me to do? And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want me to do? I'll do what you want me to do. I don't care what you want me to do. Just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I just imagine God getting annoyed and frustrated and saying, go first. I've already fully equipped you. I've already completely blessed you. You are my child. Just freaking tell me what is it you want to do? Because we all have wants, we all have desires, and we all have needs. And yes, those are different things. And the Bible does say that God will meet all of our needs. Does not say he will always meet all of our desires, but of course we have those. There was a question about what would you do if you had $5,000 and you couldn't spend it on bills or anything that you had to be responsible for. And so a lot of us talked about trips and vacations that we would take. I laughed because I'm like, $5,000, it's like nothing these days. <laughs> like That's not even cover the cost of the birth for the baby. Like it's just not. It, sadly, it does not go very far these days. The first couple to share was saying that they were going to go on a cruise, but it's going to be $6,000. And, you know, there's 
their families going on the cruise. So it's for them. So it's not even going to cover that. So it's kind of sad, honestly, talking about that, because that should be a lot of money. It should be something that excites us that we're like, yay, but really doesn't go that far these days. But what would you do with that? We were talking about the gifts of the parable of talents and the servants who were gifted were particular things. It was treasures, times, and talents. So what would you do with that? And we have these plans for our lives. Um, there are things that we want to do that, that there are things that we're working towards that we're moving towards. And then there's those of us who are in a state or in a space. And a lot of us flow in and out of these different seasons of our lives where we're not doing what we love inside, right? I've got a plaque in my room. One of the first ones when I started working for myself and my business is to do what you love, right? And of course, follow it up with love what you do. Do what you love and love what you do. And when you do, it doesn't even feel like work. It just flows. It just pours forth, but it doesn't always flow and pour forth with money or with financial abundance. And so many mentors that I've worked with talk about this flowing and pouring forth, especially when it's from God. What is the thing that you would do even if you didn't get paid to do it? You'd be doing it after hours. You'd be doing it on the weekends. What is it? What is the message that you would be spreading and sharing? Um, of course, that's your God-given thing, right? And I think a lot of us get caught up in the fear that it won't provide that it won't provide financially it won't it won't produce monetarily and so we look towards other things but there are ultimately dreams and desires wishes if you will that god has planted within us that align with the the treasures the talents that are within us that are specifically unique to us that are this one of a kind not a knockoff, like not a cheap China version. Like it's the the original, the OG original. Like God has created us as OG originals of us, not to be copycats of another one of us, right? We have this desire, well, we see this person doing this thing and it's kind of what we want to do. We perceive that they're successful and happy and all the things, they have all the things plus, plus some, and we want that too. But God hasn't called us to live anyone else's life. God has called us to live the life that he created, planned, dreamed of desires for us to live in his will and his way. But a lot of us are like, well, what? I just don't know, God. What is it you want me to do? I'll just go wherever I'll do whatever. And a lot of us think that this is surrender when we say, I'll go wherever I'll do whatever. And we sing songs like, I'll go where you send me. And we're like, but not that place, but not that place, but not that place. <laughs> like, okay, I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to stay and do this thing. And we neglect the thing. We neglect our own dreams, our desires that we've got a plan for, or maybe we're afraid to plan for it because we're afraid that we're going to mess up God's plan for us if we start planning for us. And so see how quickly and easily this can get really tangled and confusing. And we're like, well, I just, I don't want him to be mad at me. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? What if I ask for the wrong thing? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if God thinks I'm selfish? And what if he thinks I'm selfish and so he cuts me off because I'm not being humble enough, I'm not surrendering enough, I'm not whatever enough, I'm not tithing enough, I'm not giving enough, I'm not being a good enough, <laughs> one of the women mentioned, I'm not a good enough Christian wife. And I was like, what does that even mean? A Christian wife? Like what? God's called you to be you. And Christian wife just sounds like an awful label. Like, why are you putting yourself in a box of needing to be like everyone else who's Christian and a wife? Like, no, be 
the woman that God has called and created you to be. Rip off the labels. And I think a lot of us are living with the labels because we think we're supposed to live with the labels because somehow, some way, the labels make us I don't know, more righteous in God's eyes, more deserving of God's eyes. And we were talking about the plans and how when things don't go according to plan, it can impact, affect and influence our attitude. And that attitude, it, we, you know, it's a tune. <laughs> it's a tuned in tune. It's like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And sometimes it really is. It's, it's in how we say it that expresses our attitude towards it. And this plan that we have. And I think ultimately we can get caught up in, in so much when it comes to that. And like, well, maybe this isn't God's plan for me, or maybe he's teaching me humility, or maybe he's got something else for me, or maybe he wants me to go a different, another, an alternative direction. Maybe I messed up. Maybe I shouldn't have been asking for this or working so hard for this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I think we think maybe he doesn't love me. <laughs> like maybe he's just mad at me. Maybe this is punishment. Maybe this is what I deserve because I got off course. I got off track. I messed up his plan because I was just following my plan. And I think that sometimes we can get so caught up in that, that it becomes a trap. And that actually is not a trap that God sets. God does not set out traps for us. Those are traps that the enemy sets for us. And he loves when we get stuck in those and really just stuck in a particular certain way of thinking that leads to really ultimately thinking that God has left us, abandoned us, neglected us, which is simply not true says it all over the scriptures, all over the Bible. <laughs> you read it and you're like, you look at the people who should have been left neglected or abandoned, the things that they did to God, the things that they said to God, the things that they promised they would never do and then continue to do repeatedly over and over again in the way that God continually repeated over and over again and return to redemption, return to salvation, return to keeping his covenant, keeping his promises, returned to the things that he said, did he make him wait a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> because you're not just going to ultimately immediately reward punishment. You're going to be like, well, go sit a time out for a little bit and then you can return and then we can have a discussion and then you can receive the thing, right? You're not going to be the one to break your plan and promises, but you're not going to say you can have it right now, right after you have said you wouldn't do it and then you did it. And and I think a lot of times that's what we feel like when we come to God with our plans. And so what came to mind, what dropped in last night was the phrase, hand him the plan. So hand him the plan. How are we supposed to know what he feels about it, what we feel about it. If we're not offering it to, to him or surrendering it to him, we all have plans for our lives. We all have different dreams and hopes and desires, but who are we handing it to? Are we handing it to other people, other humans who have gotten off course and gotten off track with their plan and they're not living in alignment with God. And then we're, we're handing them the plan and we're like, what do you think? What do you think I should do with my life? What career should I choose? What person should I marry? Where should I move to? Where should I live? What should I chase after? And all that of us are chasing after money or a certain level of status, fame, or success, or whatever it is, all earthly, worldly things. But we're handing others our plan before we hand our plan to God. And so a couple of us last night are business owners, entrepreneurs. We work for ourselves, and that in and of itself <laughs> is a lot of freaking work. And it comes with a lot of sacrifice, a lot of, of strife, you know, because you're dealing not only with like personal life, uh, family stuff, 
like constantly, continuously, but then building your own thing. And I think ultimately that can lead to feeling like you're not building the kingdom of God, depending on what it is. And especially for Christians, it feels like that's my desires to live, to glorify him, to honor him, to worship him. But I am spending a lot of my time in this plan that I have laid out for me, that I have made for me, that I've created for me. And so that I, 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 me, me, me can feel very selfish and can feel like, ugh trying to surrender this thing to God, but it's just that, you know, and then we feel like we're not doing enough. So I just heard him say to me, the Holy Spirit, you feel the presence of him there is absolutely amazing. And I heard him say, hand him the plan. When someone was sharing, when someone was speaking, so I don't know if ultimately, well, yes, I do, because right when I said, no, I don't, I realized I do. We all do. We all know. We all have the answers inside of us because the answer is the Holy Spirit. And so when we have within us, we're like, oh, I know like that. And he corrects us and he directs us just like that. So it was for me. It was also for the person that I heard sharing and I heard him say, hand me the plan or hand him the plan, right? I was thinking this for her because she was sharing, hand him the plan. And it was like almost like a business plan because if you're an entrepreneur, you're a whatever, a newer (laughs) solopreneur, you've got this idea. Sometimes even before it comes to fruition, it comes to this plan, this plan in your mind of what it's, you know, going to look like, what the outcome of it is going to be, what's needing to be involved, you know, whether it's financially or, or time investment, money investment, whatever, what have you. But there's a plan for that, right? There are actions that need to be taken, steps that need to be taken. So you've got a plan for all that. And you may not know the entire plan. You may not see the entire plan laid out, but at least you've got the beginning and perhaps the next steps from that. Ultimately, a lot of other things are going to come up that are yet to be seen, but that's how it works. You've got a plan for it and a beginning of of this. And and it does come from the wishes, the hopes, the dreams, and the the desires that you have within. What you want to see come from it. And I just heard hand him the plan. I think a lot of us, like we write this business plans. I remember college taking like business 101 course and we had to like make up this business plan. I'm like never, ever imagined myself being an entrepreneur, working for myself or doing anything other than teaching. I, the, my first degree was in education. I'm just going to be a teacher forever. I'm going to retire. I'm just going to get paid to hang out with kids. It's going to be great until <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but that's okay. God had other plans. But and, and even then, I didn't have a relationship with him, but I didn't hand him the plan. And a lot of us just hold on to the plan. And we know it needs some looking over, some reviewing, perhaps some tweaking. It needs some aligning. It needs some someone, some eyes on it who know better than us, who've gone before us. And really, ultimately, the person who knows better than us and who has gone before us is God, is Jesus, is the Holy Spirit. He's there with us as a comforter, a counselor, a friend. He's there to to help revise. He's there to help support. He's, to help, he's there to help edit. He's help, there to help navigate and say, okay, we've got to do this kind of thing here. I know you wrote this. Um, I'm always going to give you some better. So it gets to be this or something better. We were talking about past quote unquote failures or ultimately what was at that time a perceived failure. And especially in the course of alignment of this business. And it was um, just a show. It was a show selling refurbished furniture. 
and this seemingly um, show that was busted, it was just a bust. But that makes me laugh. My daughter now and then she has to go pee. Mom, I'm busting. I'm like, <laughs> just laugh. And she goes, you know what that means? I'm like, you're going to pee your pants. You do the potty dance. Yeah, I'm busting. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> but but it can seem like that. Like something is going to burst out of us. It's going to just spill out and just make a mess around us, make a mess underneath us. And we're going to have to clean it up. So it can feel like that, like it's busted, like it needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> it's going to be a mess or it was a mess or it was something that you had to clean up and you can feel like the plan was busted and you put so much of your, your hard work into it, so much time, so much energy, so much effort, so much attention, so much into that thing that you were trying to create and it took you away from the other things that you love, like your family and maybe other things that you want to be involved in or, or like be a part of that you just didn't have time to do because you were investing all of your time into this thing and then it busted. But it actually wasn't a bust. So in this case, the story, this example, that busted uh, furniture show, it was like a weekend thing in one of our local cities it actually led to the connection, the partnering and pairing with another couple that goes to our church who has their own store and business. And there's a section and a division of it that they were losing thousands of dollars on every month. They have a salon and they have um, a coffee shop or like a nail salon and a coffee shop. And they have this whole other side that when they bought this business from the person that they bought it from, they had childcare because it was like ultimate guilt-free self-care, right? You drop off your kids in childcare and you go get coffee and your nails done. Like, hallelujah. What mother doesn't want that? Because hello, childcare. <laughs> like it's first of all, freaking expensive. Second of all, you're like, I just want to get my nails done in peace. Just like as moms, we want to pee in peace. We want to get our nails done in peace. We want to get our hair done in peace. It's like, can I get a break? <laughs> so that is the business plan that they bought over. But the childcare side, they were paying thousands of dollars for each month. It's a huge space. And they were only getting maybe a couple of kids to drop in, right? While the mothers had their appointments. So they were like, it's got to go. This is the complete leech on our business. We're putting money into this. It's not lucrative, clearly. And so the woman who has her own business running the furniture, refurbished furniture, she was able to connect with them, partner with them, and set up with them all that furniture that she didn't sell at the previous weekend show and get her own space get her own storefront to take over the space, remove the childcare because it wasn't really serving many children at all, maybe like two or three uh, every couple of weeks and, and get into that space permanently and move into that space. But had she sold all the furniture at the show just weeks before she wouldn't have anything to move in. So she was sharing how she saw that God redeemed her business and, and allowed this created literally the space for her business to grow and to thrive and to connect. And there was another woman there who's got her business and she's moving in as a vendor. And it was just amazing to connect and share and see how God works. Of course, there was like, well, it's not happening fast enough. There were things that there's things I would do differently. Of course there are, because those are on your plan. But we, we talked about the ultimate 
surrender to God's plan. And there's always a reason for everything. And she was talking about the frustration of delay. But remember, if, if it's delay, there's something that you really don't want to rush into. It's going to be harder to. It's going to be harder to get into it or out of it or whatever it is when when you're rushing it and, and forcing it to do it your way. And so really I heard hand over the plan. So whatever it is that's your plan, be humble, surrender, turn it over, turn it to God, give it to God and trust him with it. Don't like rip it back out of his hand and go, that's my plan. You know, ask that your plan is aligned with his. Pray through the scripture that your plan is aligned with his, that his promises are the promises you, you get to experience and receive because his word says so, because you're decreeing and declaring and prophesizing that. But in order to do that, you've got to hand over the plan. And that dropped in when I was listening to her, but I also heard it for myself as well. And so I wanted to share it with you as well. If you've been holding on to your plan, like choking it, like, no, God, I'm not going to show it to you we're not called to do that or to live in that way. So I, I'm asking you today, whatever plan you have for your life, hand him the plan and let him make the edits and let them make, let him make them better than anything you could have ever imagined them being on your own. I love you guys. That's it for today. I'll see you soon.